is that a breakup? That a breakup? I think we have a situation right here. Hey, what's happening? Nothing much, man. Fi- no, finally, no. we get to connect in 2021, you know. I know, right? <laughs> you know, at some point, I was actually getting nervous that you're going to say, nah, it's been too long. I'm not doing this, man. Yeah, what can you do? You know, so. <laughs> interesting times we're living in. Yeah. Like Nostradamus. Yeah. Not Nostradamus, Macbeth. May you live in interesting times. I know I, I I know I jumped this on you. I pretty much called you like what I, I sent you a text about what twenty minutes ago and I'm like, we're doing your episode today. And when you said you're cool, <laughs> I got a window, I was like, Yes! Get in. <laughs> so planning this for Yeah, nah, nah, it's definitely happening today. And um, you know, for those who are listening to the podcast for the first time, it touches on breakup stories that people would like to talk about with a view to give you lessons from their experiences. Um and one of the reasons why the podcast is doing great is because I do my best to keep people anonymous, which brings me to the fun part. I got your name. <laughs> so the name I'm giving you is from Somalia. Okay. And it's only four letters. It's Hani, which is H-A-N-I. Hani. Yeah. And what Hani means is jovial, happy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and from speaking to you, the few times I've spoken to over the phone, you, you are that person. You are genuinely a happy, bubbly person. Aww, would you agree? You. Would you agree? Sometimes I will. Yeah, I do yeah, have yeah. my low days. <laughs> and um, and the other reason why the podcast is is doing great is we we bring real life lessons to the table. But before we get to that part, I want you to give me the name of the guy that you're going to talk about. What are you going to call him? Well, the main guy that I'm going to talk about. Hmm, hmm, the main guy. You know, you, you know, you say the main guy. Are, are we talking about uh, quite a number of fellas today? Um, like mainly two. But <laughs> the, okay. the, 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 bra- the real crux of this breakup story has yeah. to do. Let's call him Alex. Okay. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is mainly about Hanny and Alex. And what's the name of the other guy who's going to come in the equation? Um, we'll call him Joe. Joe. Call okay. Him Joe. Cool beans. Right now, let's go straight into the lessons. What would you like people to learn from the story you're going to share today? Um, well, I think one of your previous store uh, breakup stories touched on. Well, I've had a couple of them, so mm-hmm. I guess nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, re- I would really talk about is like just dating online in general, like starting, starting anything strictly online. Mm -hmm. I would be like, you just need to take everything with a boulder of salt. Whoa. Not, not even a pinch of salt. Yeah. A whole boulder of salt. Like an entire boulder. Wow. That is mad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when it comes to dating online, take everything with a boulder of salt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then lesson? one of the other things that um that you that I would say is um relaxing your standards. Mm-hmm. Just be careful of doing that, and just be be mindful of the fact that you have standards for a reason. Mm-hmm. And a third, I'm going to give you a third one. Um, be 
be ca- be very conscious of some of the things that you're going through when you get into certain situations when you get into certain relationships or situationships mm-hmm. as some of some of our little uh, some of our audience may like to yeah, call, yeah, yeah. of course yeah. Call, yeah. Yeah. Them. yeah you have to be very mindful of what you're going through emotionally that drives you to sometimes lower your standards Ooh. in a relationship or lower your standards when you embark on dating a certain yeah. a person that you wouldn't normally date go for yeah yeah nice so uh, uh, are, th- are those the three main lessons those are the, those are the three main ones cool yeah. so i'll just play them back first one up when it comes to dating online or starting anything online take everything with a boulder of salt lesson yep. number two being mindful of relaxing your standards and being mindful of the fact that you have set them like that for a reason and then right. Last but not least, be conscious of the things you're doing. Sorry, be conscious of the things you're going through emotionally when you get into a relationship because those could be the reason why you might start lowering your standards. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into it. Tell me about um, Alex where, or, uh, or, or Joe. I don't know which one of the two you're going to talk about first, but how did you guys meet? Okay. So Joe and I, Joe and I have been friends. Like we met a long time ago he was like he's that he's that guy that you go one day you're like kind of lost in just you're awkward you're lost you're new somewhere and you see joe for the first time and you're like wow who is that Mm -hmm. and then um joe and i ended up dating years later Mm -hmm. so we we met years ago and then we stayed off and on friends and then we dated and that was a long distance relationship that kind of it it was tough it broke off around a pretty difficult time in my life as well as in hindsight his okay and um around that time that we broke up we he was going through something and then I also was going through something. But at the time I lived in China mm-hmm. and the SARS quarantine of 2003 was about to start. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we had this, we had this falling out and um, I basically pitched a fit and I was like, I'm not going, I'm, I'm staying here. If, if SARS kills me, it's going to kill me. Wow. And I was like, it was basically because of a guy that I was like, okay, I'm going to stay in lockdown for however long this is going to take at the time. And um, so that ended up being one thing. So it's like we broke up and Mm. there was a lot of isolation. But the thing with me and Joe was like, things were pretty serious. Like we were talking marriage. We had met the family. We've done all of those types of things, but that had happened. We both kind of got short-sighted and then I just elected to stay in lockdown in 2003 in China. Wow. And after that, life kind of went on. Mm-hmm. Now, this, along with, Dating after the breakup with Joe came a string of duds that I ended up dating. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. No, no, no. Why? Was, but why did you think that was? Um, you know, when you're drunk, when you're, it's like you meet, you've been with this person, and you you thought that that was it for you, and then yeah. it isn't, and you're doing all these things to try and. It's almost like you're trying to cancel out the fact that you were with them. Oh, right. So, so you're doing the most to forget them. Is that correct? You're doing the most to try your best to be like, I, I, that didn't happen. Even it may have been the best thing that hmm. ever happened to you. That yeah. may have been the love of your life, but you're doing everything to try and forget them. And so, before I dig in deeper here, Joe's story. How closely related is it to Alex? Um, it's a lit, it, it, because it, it comes toward the end. It comes toward the end. Interesting. So the, the, the stuff with Joe, um, and I know you've just really brushed over the fact that you guys went through some, some stuff, you know, stuff on his hand, stuff on yours. Mm -hmm. Now, was this stuff so intense that it, it made you guys really not focus on marriage? Um, like, like, how deep are we talking here? What sort of stuff? Let me start with your side. What sort of stuff were you going through? Um, I was getting ready to embark on a pretty long journey in terms of studying. Mm -hmm. He had just he had just completed his studies. He was just starting to. He was just returning to where we're from. Mm -hmm. Um, planet like looking to go back, go into the workforce, and all of that. So he he was at the beginning of his like career professional career yeah. mm -hmm. i was just going off to school and I and was, and your meeting point was online no no because, we, because we you guys had like a friendship already from a long time yeah, ago okay precisely so um we like that that's essentially what happened and like he what a, he was going through the whole trying to get into his professional career yeah, and establish yeah, yeah. that while I had just moved to and, China okay. to start, start my professional, not even career. But this is my your training. Journey. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at I'm already looking at where I'm gonna be away for at least five to six years because wow. I'm living in China. I'm gonna have to. I thought there's a possibility that I'm not even going to be studying in my native tongue, which is English. Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to be, I'm, I'm not going anywhere for a while. One of us needs to grab a Snickers at this point. Of right? course. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, um, that's essentially what happened. And what, like at some point it just got Too so much. intense that it was yeah. like, maybe, maybe we're looking at the, maybe we're focusing on us too much. You mm -hmm. need to focus on studying and I need to find my footing. Okay. And in my 17, 18 year old brain, I heard that as I don't love you. Bye. Wow. <laughs> and and can you imagine, right? That hurts you. So what, what, what that, that, that riled you up so much. You're prepared to die from SARS. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Right. <laughs> I don't even want to see Joe. It was to a point where like Joe's family, like someone in Joe's family, it was like, look, honey, like things are getting like the news is pretty rugged out there. Like, please come home. And I'm like, 
I like I get it, but you don't have to worry about me anymore because I'm like not like we broke up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah Joe and yeah. I are done. Like why like why are you concerned about me, right? Yeah, yeah. So um that that happened. So um I like I said, the breakup with Joe then led to me a string of duds. String of duds. When I say yeah. a string of duds, I was I met a guy and what he did was um, he was seeing someone else. I found this out by chance. And um, I was like, I, no, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. But when I started dating someone else, he tried to pull strings on me. Oh. Like I was dating those types of guys. Wow. <laughs> okay. It was like a real plot palette cleansing experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I, I started to get like really in my feelings about the whole dating situation and just going through so much with like school and everything. Because I mean, school was tough. It was, I had basically gone there. I learned Chinese mm-hmm. and a year after I started learning Chinese and most half of which I didn't even get to spend in a classroom because we were locked down with SARS and like everything had shut down. I had yeah. basically taught myself part of the time when I got to um, my professional career. Mm-hmm. Um, I could maybe understand in class in terms of listening, I could maybe understand 40% when I first started. That's crazy. So, like, there were many days when I, like, people would, like, my family would have to talk me down. Like, my my parents were like, honey, are you sure you want to come home? Like, we'll support you either way. But yeah. is this really what you want to do? You've dreamed of doing this for years, you mm. know? So, it, it came to that point. So, I was going through that. And in retrospect, I was also going through a sh- dating a string of idiots mm-hmm. when I high five started. You what? Uh, wait, wait a minute. Are we talking about a high five? The app that I'm thinking. The app. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if if I have some people listening to this episode who do not know high five. I think there's a possibility <laughs> there might be some. That's some old thing. Jeez, that's like the Facebook of what? Uh, the Facebook before two, two, Facebook. of two thousand between like two thousand and two thousand and five, maybe two thousand and six. Yes. Jeez. Yes. Okay. So, so, so you get onto high. Oh, I think I see where this is going now. Oh, now you see where. This yeah. Is? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I jump on high five, and like some of my friends from back home are on there, and up pops Alex. Mm-hmm. Alex sends me this long message. Like that was that was the sliding in your dms before sliding in your dms interesting what was actually a thing so so he would have seen something that that caught his eye at the time for him to come your way right oh for sure probably a picture now alex is also Mm -hmm. from back home Mm -hmm. so alex sends me this message and he's like um i see you throwing big things um, wherever you are, keep working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
success is going to come to you. I don't know, like you may not remember me, but I actually had a big crush on you when you oh. were in high school. Oh. And um, I never got the chance to tell you. Oh. You know, and I'm, I, this is all very random, but in the same essence is like, wow, this guy mm-hmm. is paying attention to me. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm like, okay. So I, I answer him back like, wow, thanks. Um, yeah, like, where, where would we have met and stuff like that? So mm-hmm. the way that um, it is where I come from, a lot like the private schools kind of have their own association and we would have like joint track meets and things of that sort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you would meet people from not only your school, but other private schools on the, on that particular, in that particular like area, like that region. Yeah. yeah. And you would make friends with people from other schools, um, especially private schools. So we all, it was almost kind of like you always had clicks going on mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like, maybe, like to me, I was like, okay, maybe I did meet him. Maybe I did. But like in, in my state, I'm already going, this guy's paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess he may be kind of cute. He wasn't my type physically based yeah. on what I saw in the pictures that he had on high five. But then, I don't know, somewhere in my brain, I was like, oh, he is kind of (laughs) cute. Okay. But because I, like, I I am the first person to admit I have a type. (laughs) So what's your type that he Um, didn't fit? Oh, yeah. You have, you have to be fit. (laughs) Okay. Like fit, like not just, like for me, it's, not a like um before that I dated a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily professional athletes, but people who at least trained almost on an athletic level. Like either they were in high school sports or they did college ball or stuff like that. And from the pictures, Alex wasn't looking like that guy. Alex was definitely not looking like that guy. <laughs> okay. So um at the like so we took the conversation to Messenger. Like oh. MSN Messenger was oh, a hot thing. Oh my god. <laughs> so conversation Jeez. moves to yeah. MSN Messenger and we start talking like every day. Like yeah. I'm talking 21 questions going on for days. Yeah, yeah. And um this was like the beginning of, I think, my third year in med mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. and um, I'm start like I'm starting to get my footing in med school at yeah. that point, and um, like we're we're talking every day, so I'm this guy's getting in a little bit, like, and as the days go on, I don't know if maybe it was the amount of alcohol I was drinking. You started when I was getting in more med attractive. <laughs> Like, ooh, he's cute, you know? Oh, funny. Like, he wouldn't normally be my type, but, yeah, he's he's good looking. Like, he could get it, you know? Yeah. So, um, we're talking, like, almost every day. And then um, I like to write poetry. Like, I don't 
particularly share my poetry mm-hmm. unless like I really feel for you. Because mm-hmm. for me, po- like poetry and cooking are things that are very intimate for me. Like I mm-hmm. have to, like you either have to be family or I have to be like intimately into you for mm-hmm. me to either cook for you or share my poetry with you. Yeah. And I, I wrote a piece. And um, one day I shared it with him. Nice. And um, I can't remember what the response was at this point. It's been so long. But um, at some point shortly after that, like, I, like he starts talking about how like he loves me. And uh-uh. I start like we start doing the whole I love you. I love you too thing. Wow. It got to that point. And then he basically brings up the fact that he was like, I need you to be kind of patient with me because I, since be, you're the first person that I've loved since I broke up with my high school sweetheart. Okay. And um, he's like, my high school sweetheart and I were together for like seven years. We broke up like not too long ago. And I just need you to be patient. Did that make you feel like a rebound by any chance? And I brought, I said that I was like, what is there? What is there stopping me from being a rebound? Yeah. And he didn't really have a good answer for that. Mm. Let's just put it that way. At the time that you heard that, did you find this response suspicious? Or you were just like, hmm? The response got suspicious, but immediately after that, yeah. um, he then goes silent for like a month. Bruh. No, no answers to my messages, no answers to my emails, not nothing. So mm. um, he pops back up. And this is about a month before my final exams for that semester. Mm-hmm. And um, he, his, his tone goes from like, baby, I love you and this, that, and the next to um, you're probably out looking for some man to replace me. Like, oh, I see you've forgotten me and all this kind of stuff. And it, it got to be like that every day. Mm. And I'm sitting there, like, eventually it clicks to me, like, this man is projecting, like, this nigga projecting on me. Wow. Yeah. So I said, well, you know, these kinds of um, responses, the more you do this, the more I think you have something to tell me. Right. And he goes, yeah, well... The reason why I've been MIA for a month was me and my ex-girlfriend got back together. Uh, surprise, surprise, huh? The, and he tells me this about mm. three hours before my final exam start. Stress. Oh, yeah. Oh so God. I walk into, I, like, he tells me this and he's like, um, I... Like, I don't want this to end. I love you. And this, that, next, yada, yada, yada. So out of curiosity, how long had this communication been going for at this point? Um, October, November, December. Four or five months. So four or five months. And, and you guys were so deeply in love with each other that it was enough for you to, to feel the pressure for your exam. 
Oh yeah. Because yeah. at this point we're talking like every single day. Mm. Every single day. And then of course he's also back home. So I would go home after my exams for the break. And it's not the Christmas New Year break because I live in China, surprise, surprise. Mm. Um, it's Chinese New Year. So, so so was that the first time you, you got to see him in person? Yeah, so I wasn't planning on calling him when I got home. Mm. He he came to my house. And okay. Alex shows up and I'm he he's adamant that we haven't broken up at this point. Mm-mm. And um I'm like, Jesus, this guy really has no goddamn clue. But of course, I also don't have a clue because in my head, I I can't tell you what it was about him, but I opened the damn door when he came by. Like so, I so, literally so, opened the door. So here's the thing for me. He he told you that he decided he decided to get back with his ex. You're about to write your exam. I guess you wrote your exam. But when he told you that I'm getting back with my ex, did you decide to split up with him? What did you do and say to him? I I decided to split. I want like I literally said I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't be that other. I can't be another woman. And and what he, was his reaction to that? I went to my I went to my exam. After I said that, I said that I closed my computer and I left because I, I was, I was a, like, if I had stayed any longer, I would have been late for my exam. Okay. Right. Like it was one of those situations. So, so, so you didn't actually get to hear what his reaction was because he literally shut the laptop and went straight to your exam. Precisely. Mad. So you wrote your exam, you finished. Did you open it back up and say, okay, so what were you saying? What happened? I I was prepared to be done. I was prepared to be done with it because I was like, look, I I love you. I genuinely love you, but yeah. I am not going to be this. That I girl. don't play second chair. Yeah, yeah. To nobody's orchestra. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have to. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. So, um, cried my eyes out, drank myself to bits that night. Um, a couple of days later. He comes back like, hey, baby, how are you? And I'm like, are you fucking serious, dude? Like- but you see, here's the thing, right? And the, uh, the, the reason why I asked that question is, uh, from, from what you've told me so far, it doesn't yeah. sound like you said to him, okay, you, you've decided to get back with your ex, leave me alone. No, right? I don't think, I never said the words, leave me alone. That's so, very true. So what signal did you give him? That would make it impossible for him to come knocking on your door. That didn't come till later, friend. This ah. is the, this is where the story gets stupid. So I go home. <laughs> yeah. So 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 why were you surprised when he came knocking on your door? Because I had already told him that he needed to make a choice. Like I wasn't going to be second, and he clearly was back with. In hindsight, he probably never left her. Mm. So I go home and he shows up at my house. Yeah. And I'm like he's he's insistent that we haven't broken up. He's like, I didn't he's like, I didn't say we were done. And I'm like, okay, if this is going to be how it's gonna be, 
then you're going to have to face the fact that I'm dating. I'm going to be dating other people. But and he was he, he wasn't wrong though, was he? From from what you've told me so far, that we weren't done. Yeah, clearly not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what was stopping you from just making it obvious and very clear to him that hey, we are done? I had like I'm I'm very I don't know I've never been that person to go fuck you get out of my house I I never want to see you again because. Where I live, because everyone mm-hmm. is so intertwined, mm-hmm. like you're going to run into this person. They're going to be friends with one of your friends and it's going to get messy. But the thing is, you don't actually need to say fuck you for, for it to stop. It could just be as simple as saying, hey, do you know what? You've made your choice to be with your, with your ex. I think you need to respect her and respect me. So please don't come looking after me. And that's But that's just it. You say, I, you could say it like that and they'll still come a knocking. And that's exactly what happened. I was like, you made your choice. I can't be second fiddle. And it was like, I didn't tell you you could leave. (laughs) Okay. So he comes to my house and um, I was like, look, if I'm not going to, if you're not letting me go, you're going to have to face the fact that I'm going to be dating other people. And all yeah. of a sudden I was a whore. I was intentionally going out looking for men to like make him upset and this, that, and the next, like he, it became very verbally uh, almost abusive. If not, like if it wasn't abuse, it was yeah. very high aggression. You know, it's funny though, you know, that, um, but within that, that, that culture, the one that you're referring to, if you decided to tell him to fuck off, right, mm-hmm. it would be a whole mess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, she said this, she said that. But it seems like it's okay for him to say it. Oh, yeah. It's is crazy, that, right? Uh, so, so is that what it's generally like where you come from? Is, is the patriarchy issue that big? Oh, yeah. It definitely is. It, wow. it remains that way now. Mm, but okay. it, it gets better. Yeah, yeah. Because I... I and this is where I, I'm in the wrong, and I'm not afraid to say this. I slept with the dude. You slept with him. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Why? I slept with him. <sighs> I will never be able to figure out why. Nah. I I, I did sleep I, with him. I'm I'm <laughs> pretty sure you can figure out why. Or if not, I could try and help you. Were you feeling horny? That was part of it. Although I could have found Dick elsewhere. <laughs> so what so so why did you choose his? I I don't know. That first night he came by, we had that big argument, like he he kissed me. I didn't I if I tried to pull away, it wasn't for long. The kiss made me weak in the knees. <laughs> it's fucked up. I know. So the story gets even uh, more okay. Okay. Story gets even more ratchet from here. Yeah. So somehow I end up at his house. Um, and he introduces me to his mother. He's what like, hi. What the hell is going Alex on Alex goes, hi, mom. This is my girlfriend, Hanny. And she refuses to shake my hand. Ooh. And for me, in retrospect, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So I'm like... In retrospect, I could see why. 
So Does she know um, about 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 his ex? Well, ex in quotes. Oh, they're married now. Well, now, but but at the time when he did the introduction um, to his mom, did his mom know the girlfriend who he claimed had broken up with? She probably knew, and okay. it was probably one of those situations where it's like I've already met one girlfriend. Oh, I'm okay. not meeting another. another one. So, so why did she refuse to shake your hand? I don't particularly know why oh. at that point. In hindsight, maybe. He had never, for me, in hindsight, I'm like, he probably never broke up with her. And this was just another girl he was bringing there oh, that okay. wasn't supposed right. to come by. Okay. So, mother is now not on board with me. And I'm I'm actually dating around at this point. Mm-hmm. Still, in, still in that almost palate cleansing phase. Yeah. But um, one night, there's a party. At his house. Mm-hmm. And some of our mutual friends are there. Mm-hmm. And this, this is like this this part of the story is fucked up because mm. I, I would I knew I was wrong too. Now I wasn't particularly feeling so great. So I went back into his bedroom. He came in. Um some more people came by and I was like, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. I'm going to lie down. Mm. So I lie down and I, the, he turns off the light. He goes out front. So I'm lying down and I hear the door to his bedroom open and then shut again. Yeah. And next thing I hear is his mother screaming at the top of her lungs. Get that whore out of my house. I'm going to have her arrested for prostitution. Get her the fuck out of my house. Whoa. Like, I swear the entire neighborhood could hear. All of his friends are there. So they start, they basically devolve into a shouting match. He's like, don't call her a whore. She is not a whore. And this, that, and and she's, she's, she's like, I'm calling the police for this woman. Yeah. Um, at that point, I... But what is it that she didn't like about you? Like I said, in, in retrospect, it was probably that he never had broken up with the other girl. Damn. Okay. To me, in retrospect, that could be the only reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm upset at this point. I'm shaking. I... Basically, dart out of the house. He didn't even re- realize that I left. One of our mutual friends that was still watching, we were watching Sunday Night Football for, to start with. He saw when I left. And I'm, I'm, by the time I get in the car, turn on the car and like drive off, I'm sobbing. And mm. the old, I can't go home and tell my mother this story. Yeah. I can't, I, I, most of the people that I know in my life were like, why the fuck are you with him, still with him? So mm-hmm. I can't, I, there's no one that I can turn to except for one of my, uh, one of my male relatives that was having a party, a Sunday night football party at his house that was a ways away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am crying and I floor the gas to the car. And uh-huh. on the way to my cousin's house, um, there's like 
there are these roundabouts and these like steep, um, these hairpin turns and stuff. And on one of these hairpin turns, there's actually a lake on the other side. Ooh. And I came a few feet away from dropping that car straight into the lake. Like I came to a stop and had to catch myself. Is this because you were in a state? So, so you weren't really paying attention to the road. I wasn't. I, I draw, I went off the road and I almost sunk that car in the lake. So by the time I get to my cousin's house, I'm, I'm just tears at this point. <laughs> I'm just tears at that point. And there he, like, he, I tell him what happened and he's like, okay, what do we need to do? Like, do, do you need me to send goons after him? Do you need me to cut off phone services? Like, what yeah. do you need me to do? Like, just say the word, I'll have it done. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't even matter anymore. So... Um, that is, that is what broke things off essentially. Although I did hear from him several times after that, there was Mm -hmm. baby talk to me, come back. My mom says she's sorry. And this, that, next. And I was like, um, really? So, so out of curiosity, is he, is, is he the only male in his family? No, he was one of two or three. Now, is he the is he the firstborn? Yes. Okay. So because, because I'm trying to understand why his mom would be so protective. That sounds almost wild. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, parents love their children. Yeah, I mean, but for 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 one, her not to shake your hand, and then two at the party, scream and call you a whore and say all sorts of things, pretty much to go to any length, just that he's not with you. Exactly. Is he's um. Uh, did he behave like a mummy's boy, generally? No. No? No. Man, maybe she had separation issues, eh? Maybe. I, I, I still hold fast to the belief that this other girl had never left the picture. Yeah, that's probably what it was. And I, like, I, had, a re- I had a really tough time with that because I, I just remember... I remember just going back in my head and I was like, as nasty as the breakup with Joe was, mm. his mother would have never done that to me. Yeah, it's and, and, and that's why I'm asking the questions about the mother as well. You know, there's certain things that you wouldn't expect from 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 people who are older than we are. You know, Precisely. Whether, you know, whether it's mothers, fathers, aunties, uncles, just somebody within a certain age range that we look up to and pay respect, we wouldn't expect this kind of behavior. Exactly, um, and it it was it was pretty like it was pretty wild. Like I I never told my mom the complete story, but she had yeah. she always had it in her head that I my mom my mom has this perception. She she has this like way of reading people, and it's uncanny. Mm-hmm. He would come by, and she would look. She wouldn't say she would say good night, yeah. but she wouldn't really interact with him. And I remember the first time he came to my house, he was like, next time he comes to my house, mm-hmm. tell him to go back to that woman he came from before you. Bruh. Because he been to another woman's house before he been here. No, yeah. he's not coming to my house like that. Wow. 
Like, and I don't I know don't... how she saw that. Yeah, no, no. I still parents... don't know because I never told her what happened. You see, parents have an eye for this sort of thing. It's true. And 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 when people tell you that um, older people are wiser, it's it's really true because it's they true. see a whole heap of stuff that we don't see. And out of curiosity, what did Alex's dad have to say about this whole situation? I never actually met Alex's dad, and he during the times that we would speak, he always told me that he had a strained relationship with his father. Mm. Like it was always kind of like from a distance kind of thing. Okay. So I didn't pry too much into it and yeah. I left it at that. But like I remember him coming around a couple of days afterward, like, baby, please talk to me. My mom yeah. says she's sorry. Like she doesn't know what came over her to send the next. And I was I I I had like serious PTSD. Over that incident, like it took me a good maybe year, year and a half before I could actually like engage in sex with someone. Like I, it would get to like the kissing part, and I would pull away. It it was bad. It was really bad because I would get these like really severe flashbacks, and like anytime, like like sometimes I would even get kind of flinchy when people would like call me out my name and stuff too Mm-mm. because when I, like at that point when he tried to like come back i was like you re- like you're not the one that had to go through this and you need to look at this at you need to look at this as the end point now yeah if this wasn't enough of an end point for you i don't know what else will be and he was like, he tried, he tried to do that whole manipulating me thing again, because yeah. I had already disclosed to him that I, I felt a certain way about not being able to, I hadn't been in a relationship longer than six months at the time, mm-hmm. like full on, like more than six months. And I had shared that with him in confidence. And he took that and he okay. was like, I could understand why you would do, why you would tell me to walk away now. Mm. Because oh. you're you're just a commitment phobic whore that wants to jump from oh bed to bed and man God, to man yeah. because yeah. you can't be in a relationship for longer than six months. Mm. And I at that point that I I had already shut down in my mind anyway, so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I'm a commitment phobic whore. Okay, your mo- your mother near your mother basically said things that nearly culminated in my death, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm the commitment phobic whore because I won't come back to you for more of that. <laughs> so how did you feel when you found out that he got married to her? Um, I didn't feel anything by then, you know. Um, yeah. I cuz at that point sometime before I had already resolved in my mind that you know what? He had never broken up with her. Yeah. He was trying to have his cake and eat it too with you. And I, I, it took me a long time to kind of forgive myself in the fact that I let him yeah. eat his cake with me, I, you know? So I, I had, like, I had to like kind of resolve that in myself, but like for, yeah. I looked at that situation so many times that I'd be, I would just look back and be like, yeah, yeah. Joe would have never. Nice. 
Like every time I would think back, I'd be like, Joe would have never. Never done this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, isn't it funny how sometimes we think that we've had the worst until something crazy knocks on the door and you're like, geez, my situation wasn't as bad at all. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. I could have, t- like I could have waited six years to go back to Joe. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. <laughs> your your but, lessons really came to life, actually. You know, and um, and I'll just play this back. You know, just as we're wrapping this up. Yeah. First lesson is, you know, for as long as you're going to start something online, in this case, high five and MSN <laughs> message, <laughs> right? Take everything with a boulder of salt. And, and you couldn't have said it any better because this guy was just moving mad from day one. Yep. You know, he never really left his, his ex. Uh, and then secondly, be mindful of relaxing your standards and be mindful of the reason why you've set those standards up in the first place. And I guess part of this comes to play in, in the fact that you said to yourself that you're not going to be with this guy. Yeah. But then something within you made, me, made you sleep with him in a way that you still can't really figure out or explain today. Yeah. And that ties very well into your third lesson, which says be conscious of the things that you're going through emotionally when you get into a relationship. You were out there trying to cleanse Joe from your palate as much as you could. And I, I, I guess it made you compromise your standards. Oh, for sure. And you ended up going for something that you knew wasn't good for you, wasn't really of your liking or your taste. Uh, You ended up doing weird things, ended up getting abuse from parties close to him. A whole heap of stuff just went wrong. Oh, yeah. Because you're not conscious of that. Those are really solid lessons. And, you know, just as we um, close this out, are you now very, very, very conscious and aware of your current situation before you get into something? I do my best to be. I mm. definitely do my best to be. Um, I I'm one of those people now. Like I after after I finished med school, I and I went into practice, and I dated a few duds, a few frogs here and there. In case yeah. kissed a lot of frogs. Yeah. Um, and I I've met a few few gems. Like I mean, nice. Joe and I still we're actually good. Very good friends to this is, day. Is is Joe married now? No. Ah. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Joe's not married, but he's, he's doing very well in our like our friendship has just been. Yeah. We, our friendship, our bond has been like we've been really great friends for yeah. years since yeah. everything and above like gone through so many things together but like for like for me that whole situation kind of um once I finished when I, once I started practicing and like dating people while I was abroad it for me I I had written down after that particular situation happened I jotted down what my standards were I wrote them in black and white yeah in handwriting yeah and I told myself these are the things that are my standards and these are my deal breakers. And Mm. for the most part, I have not strayed from that, even though I'm now like in my mid thirties and haven't been married myself. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I confronted the idea, the possibility that I may not get married. Mm -hmm. I, I may not get married. My, idea of family may not look 
conventional, like other, like the traditional family unit looks for some people. And I've, I've gotten comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've gotten really comfortable with that. But I, I told myself, like, I'm not, I, I used to have a standard that said I wouldn't date um, someone who's divorced. That, that may be plus minus. But other than that, the other however many standards that are written down in that book, I'm not going to go look for the book and count right now. Those mm-hmm. are still intact. Like, I don't sway too far from what I, I've told myself that I will not compromise on yeah, in terms yeah. of relationships. Standards. Th- th- those are really good standards to uphold. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much, Hani, for, um, for, for sharing this rather interesting story. Um, you you know, and, and, and I'm very confident that those who are listening to this podcast have managed to get some really, really good value from the lessons you've presented. And, uh, for those again, who are regulars on this show, I'm your host Tinto. I'm glad that you tuned into this one and I look forward to connecting with you again next weekend. Peace. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're feeling. Satis and Daru Raini and Jackie's Let me talk about my feelings. Let me talk about my feelings. Yeah. Uru doi motor no to kujitiro amai. Kujitiro amai. Love is a fire. Uru doi motor no to kujitiro amai.